denvercrush.com edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. I am your host, Chris Eaton. Now, you don't hear any Jessica or Mark. That's for a good reason. Now, you're going to get a, this is a little preamble to what this episode is going to be about. It's not going to be a very long episode. We got something coming up uh, after that and uh, something at the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that. But I wanted to give a little kind of heads up to what you're about to listen to. So, uh, a few weeks ago, in the lovely city of Pasadena, California, uh, the Japan World Hero Show was held. It's uh, ran by Scott Zillner, the man who puts on the Power Morphicon shows. So uh, normally Power Morphicon is a uh, biannually, I think it's, that's how you say it. It's every other year. So, um, so in the off year, last year, he announced, hey, we're going to do a Japanese tokusatsu-based show. It's no no American stuff for the most part. All going to be uh, Henshin and Sentai and Kaiju and all that lovely stuff. So, um, uh, I unfortunately was not able to make it because the date it landed on clashed with me having to go work in Honolulu, Hawaii. And I already hear some of you saying, oh god, oh, just, you know, cry me a river. Well, I really wanted to go to this show. I was looking forward to it a lot. You know, unfortunately, things happen. And uh, as I was, uh, in, not, not to rub it in, sitting on a lovely balcony overlooking the Pacific in uh, Waikiki, uh, Jessica and Mark took over the reins. Now, I've always been kind of curious of how uh, a show would be ran without me, and this was the prime example. I was very giddy to uh, get home and listen to this because, um, you know, I just, you know, like, kind of wanted to see how uh, how things would go, and I'm not disappointed at all. I'm actually very happy how things turned out. So, what you're going to hear is the panel that uh, we had. It was a very kind of short panel. I don't want to say it was the last second thing, but there were some weird scheduling issues. So, the panel came out to about 25-30 minutes. Uh, it was Mark and Jessica at the helm. Uh, they Guests on the panel were Paula Gatos, the lovely uh, editor-in-chief and uh, generalissimo over at the Tokusatsu Network, and Kyle Yant, of course, of Kaiju Cast fame. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> it was a uh, powerful, powerful lineup. Uh, what you're going to hear now is that uh, whole panel in its entirety. We do have video. And that will be up in the next week or two. I got to get it edited together. Uh, came out beautifully. So when I get that up, I'll throw it over on our YouTube page for you to enjoy. Now, once this episode, or I'm sorry, not this episode, but once this particular segment is done, you're gonna hear the whole, like I said, hear the whole uh, panel. Um, I had a little something laying around that I wanted to use. I've been looking for the right time. So uh, last year at Monster Palooza. Uh, we got a chance to talk to Linda Miller of uh, King Kong Escapes fame. 
So you're going to hear this very brief interview. I think it's about five or six minutes of Jessica interviewing the lovely Miss Miller. Um, I figured that'd be, a, you know, a nice way to kind of cap out this whole thing. So um, ch- uh, listen to that. Uh, it will, once the panel's done, it'll roll over into the interview. And then when that interview is done, it'll roll back and I will close out the show with a few announcements. So take it away, Mark and Jessica. Hey everybody, here we are at Japan World Heroes. It's the first one, I believe, here in Pasadena Convention Center. First one ever. First one I know, ever. first one ever. And so I'm Jessica over here at the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. And Chris Eaton, we miss you. He's also my other co-host, but he is currently at work at the moment. He's at Amazing Hawaii Comic Con. So he gets to be at a completely different, beautiful setting. And we are actually here, we are going to do our little, as you can see, it's going to be a live filming, but we already have a topic in mind, but I'm going to let the people quickly introduce themselves really fast. I'm really excited because I know it's going to be short, but I'm really excited for the people that we have on because I've been wanting to do this for a while with Kyle and Paula. So. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, my name is Paula Gatos, I'm the editor-in-chief of Ritika Network. Um, our website is uh, hopefully official. <coughs> us on internet for news and entertainment news. Awesome. My name is Kyle Jones, and I run the KaijuCast, which is a bi-monthly, oh no, it used to be bi-monthly. Now we just say it's a podcast dedicated to Godzilla. <laughs> first because we do like at least two, if not three episodes a month. Uh, I'm Mark Adamillo. Oh, am I on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Mark Adamillo. I'm a sometimes co-host on Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. And, uh, you know, this kind of stemmed from an idea I had a couple years ago. Remember, Kyle, at G-Fest? I said, we should have, like, a podcast summit of all the different podcasts. I do so, that. We have the three of us here. Yeah, but you're, you're like our fifth Beatle. Yeah. The Kaiju Kingdom Podcast, you're on there. You know, or Batgirl, as Chris Lyle likes to say. I can do my purple bat cycle. Yeah, but it uh, was a good idea that you had to just have kind of like a podcast summit yeah. for all the people who know Kaiju and stuff. Yeah, that would, that would, you know. And shout out to the other podcasts out there, Steven Sloss from uh, Kaijusaurus and uh, all the other fine podcasts. Yeah, yeah, don't try and name them all now, man. Yeah, we'll be here for the next 30 minutes. We'll be here for the next 30 minutes. But you know who you are. So, so this is Sunday, August, what are we, the 27th? 27? So bigger than last night's. McGregor versus Mayweather fight. Among our fans, we had a huge talk online briefly when the director had said that for Kong versus Godzilla, he would have a definite winner. Definite being in quotes. And since Paula's already shaking her head. So this was actually a debate that me and my friends had during San Diego Comic Con. So now we know that Kong will be older and more experienced by the time in I guess real life time and by the time the film comes out. And we've already we've already met both of them. We met them in the 2014 Legendary, and we've also met them recently in Kong Skull Island. According to your expertise of what you know of the monsters in the country, which one do you think will actually win? Well, I mean, <clears throat> the, the Godzilla we saw in 2014, he seemed pretty big and burly, and ready to brawl. The, uh, the King Kong that we saw, obviously a younger Kong, 
feel like I'm announcing it by a younger <laughs> Working his way up the ladder through the MonsterVerse. Uh, no, he's, you know, I can't wait to see how they're going to make him look either bigger or badder and be an actual competitor in this in this match against Godzilla. Because I honestly, I can't see Kong winning. But I've never been a Kong over Godzilla guy. I've always been for Godzilla. So like, even when I first even yeah. heard of the movie, I was like, how could King Kong even potentially win a fight against a gigantic radioactive fire-breathing lizard? So that's, that's my answer, it's Godzilla. Because I have friends who are straight, I mean, they know enough but they're not diehard fans, but they are willing to argue for Kong, other than obviously the opposable thumb theory and the, uh, and the fact that he can actually use trees and branches as weapons as we saw in Kong Skull Island. I think one of their favorite, part, I'm, 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 I'm not gonna do it to Paula's beautiful face, so I will, if you don't mind letting me touch you. I have a friend who was like, all, Godzilla, all Kong has to do with Godzilla was just do this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. grab the jaw and push the head away. And I was like, I don't know if that's a viable, like, actual logistic viable technical thing to argue about. Because they're saying how one is more humanoid. Do you, yeah. do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Paul. Paul, you have so many things to add to that. Her face is like, I'm sorry, that was just inappropriate no, <laughs> mark in the morning. Well, no, I really uh, don't have like too much of thought because when I'm thinking about like when you have uh, when you're thinking about uh, people grabbing your face and the first and turning you right and then doing that, which or, is when he does when, that. Yeah, well, what I'm, uh, that might be something good against you know Godzilla's fire breath or laser breath. I'm thinking about Shin Godzilla since I watched it recently. Um, being able to turn it this way, but you forget Godzilla also has a tail that moves <laughs> in the same kind of concurrent direction. So, you know, you can turn the head away, but watch out for your other face because <laughs> here comes the tail. And, you know, for legendary, because Godzilla is so beefy, that tail, and even like feed the rest of his body is, is, is just as powerful as whatever's going on here. Um, and so, yeah, the thought of having an older King Kong, older, more experienced buffer has seen some things and done some things. Um, that's so shady. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's the way they're pitching it, I have a few thoughts. Um, but yeah, all I, all I think about is when they said older King Kong was that they, you know, grayed up his beard just a little bit, you know, added some, like, age lines to his eyes. Yeah. Like, I think that's describing him as me, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just you. Like, just me. Okay. Like good wine. Yeah. Classic wine. Kyle has the beard. <laughs> so what about you? What do I think? Well, of course, like Kyle, I'm a big Godzilla fan, and how does Kong get past the radioactive ray is one thing. But, you know, I, it, I mean, this is all hypothetical and just based on opinions and... Mm -hmm. No, sir, this is fact. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of those online... Fact and uh, reality. This reminds me of those Facebook posts. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, who would win, Bagan or Harry Potter? Uh, what are yeah. fruit apples or oranges? I will be reading for Godzilla. Do you do you think the do you think the whole definite winner thing is just the marketing hype? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely do. Um, especially because you know even the four of us are talking about it and it gets that conversational conversation the conversation going. 
because if you're thinking about you know folks who've only seen like one or two movies and ver like versus folks like us who've seen a whole library of them, um, it does make you like think. And it does bring up that conversation. And by having that conversation both online and here in our podcast, it will definitely make people curious to go see it. Whether or not it'll actually happen and have a definite winner, uh, I really don't know. Would I want there to be a definite winner? Probably not. Um, what I think that <clears throat> when, I, when I think about um, the, move, the versus movie having a definite winner, I think it's gonna play out where one character is gonna be on the ground, they look like they're dead, movie ends, <laughs> after credits. Eyes open, hand wiggle, you know, tail twitch. There's gonna be, There's gonna be something. So, you know, there, and in the end it's like, was there a definite winner? Wink, yeah. that kind of thing, so. Yeah. Kyle, do you, what are your predictions for the film? I would first like to just briefly say that this is one of those things that's like, just a, Adam Wingard said this in an interview, but it was like just this brief little thing, right? Mm -hmm. And the way our society works today is like bloggers will grab onto one little thing it's and they'll create an entire article or an entire narrative based off of that. And I, I definitely agree with Paula that it's, it's good that it starts the conversation, it gets us talking, but it, it's also, it's something that we shouldn't put too much stock into, yeah. right? So it's more fun to, to pontificate on who's going to win, but I'm more on the, the side of things where I just want the movie to be fun and awesome. Mm -hmm. So if, now if Godzilla like straight up loses, if King Kong rips up <laughs> I will be angry about that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think I'm gonna be alone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't, I've always thought that like whenever you have these sort of like big matches, like people talk about like, oh, what about camera and Godzilla fighting together? And the whole thing is like you can have them fight, but the obvious, uh, the obvious answer for a screenwriter to come up with something is to say they're going to fight, and then something else shows up, and then yes. they team up, and then that's what's really going to make the movie entertaining is the two once opponents battling against this really terrifying terror, potentially from space, potentially with three heads, who knows, that, that will have to get to the Anyway, that's my two cents. Yeah, because everybody always believes in the hype, like when we finally saw in that film, whose name escapes me at the moment, you get to see Jackie Chan and Jet Li, and there was really no definite, it, it was the one with the white savior in it, I forgot the name. Um, <laughs> however, you get to see Jet Li and Jackie Chan finally in the film together, but there really was no definite winner. Mm -hmm. Just like a lot of ones that people would equivalent with is Batman versus Superman. Right. You see them fight, but then a bigger threat comes, whoever that one may be. You know? So it was one of those. I think what Kyle exactly was saying is you want to see them because you don't want to alienate either side of the fan base. In which, do you feel there's a bigger fan base for Kong or for Godzilla? At this point, I, I don't honestly have to say at this point, probably Godzilla. As, as incredible as it sounds, uh, you know, Godzilla's just been more in the spotlight in the past 20 years than Kong has. Yeah, that was my, that would have been my question. Other than, there's been, what, four Kong movies that's happened over the past ten years? Four. Four, right? Well, Peter Jackson's back in 
2004. Skull Jackson, Island. Skull Island, and what else are you counting? There's nothing, nothing else. I, I think I was saying for counting the other two just to be. Well, nice. if you're counting the Netflix shows, but no one talks about that. Yeah, and so that's the, that's one of the reasons. How, whereas you know, Godzilla had, or even like thinking about like Godzilla, the uh, the franchise itself has had such a literal library of work yeah. since '54. Uh, whereas Kong. When is the last big non-Japanese giant monster movie that really worked? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, if you it speak, captured the same, you know. If you speak American productions alone in the past 20 years, because uh, the, the TriStar film falls within 20 years, right? And we've seen a horrible film which everyone despised, and its redemption with the legendary film. <laughs> <laughs> and now this, this whole monster verse happening. So I, I think uh, people, there's been a real buzz around the character of Godzilla that we've never seen before. Yeah, when you think, when Americans tend to think, uh, when I think I'm generalizing here, uh, think giant monsters, they're thinking Godzilla. They're King, King Kong, unfortunately, yeah. is like... And especially a lot of the younger generation, when they say Godzilla, they're thinking of the legendary film. They're not thinking yeah. of the Toho films. Yeah, so I, I, I feel like I found my people, because among my friends, they're all Kong people. And I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, is it because it's because he seems more humanoid? So there's a psychological drive, uh, like a connection to it. You know, when you're watching an ape fighting an alligator, or you trying to fight your dog, there is there is something about it that you want the humanoid figure to win, or you want the Allegory for, the, allegory for the equivalent yeah. of something like that. Do you think there's anything? Am I? I'm not a psychologist. No, no. no. Is I there think you make a good point, but like, there's also another side to that. That rivalry that you're sort of talking about is that Kong is essentially American and Godzilla is essentially Japanese. Yes. So even hailing back to the '62 film, there was a weird little. It's the U.S. versus Japan, you know, and so that kind of thing. I think they could absolutely play on that for this new film. Less, maybe less so that uh, you know, you know, we're not opposing forces, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, bringing that into play might be a good way for them to also build hype for the film. But I think that's sort of the mentality if you think of like U.S. fans gravitating towards King Kong, Japanese fans gravitating towards Godzilla. Sure, you're going to get some people, some weirdos like me, who want to root for the other side or whatever. But, uh, you know, we're all talking about giant monsters that may or may not really exist in real life. So, it's yeah. all up in the air. You yeah. mentioned about Kong being relatable, uh, like the human side. I don't think it's so much uh, that Kong is humanoid, but the fact that traditionally Kong has interacted with humans much more than Godzilla has. Godzilla just incinerates us. Kong actually interacts with Fay Ray, with Jessica Wang, with Naomi Watts, and uh, actually has human interaction, so we feel a closer kinship with Kong. Yes, it's all, especially with, we'll see how well the CGI does, but like the emotional facial expressions as well. Yes. I think that really, that's why people are like, oh, my dog looks like he's sad. I'm like, no, he's just looking at you. <laughs> but like, to us, do you know what I mean? Your little pug just looks, I mean, pugs always look sad. But like your dog looks sad, so you have that emotional attachment to it. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So is there, you know, we actually have a couple minutes before we have to wrap up for the 11 o'clock panel, but you had something that you wanted to show us, oh, Mark. Well, uh, 
they can stop by the table and see it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we're like, I was wrong, you guys. I'm sorry. For those here in Japan, for those who stop by Mark's Mark's table, but did you? Did you do it? Sure, I can have it queued up. We have a wonderful AD person in here, named Kyle, who is helping us currently. But you know, with that ending, do you think financially the second Kong movie is going to make more, or do you think the, uh, I'm sorry, the second Godzilla film is going to make more, or Kong versus Godzilla, because there is that versus aspect oh, to it. I have friends who will never watch Alien or Predators movie. You got Alien versus Predator, they're in the theater. Because something about that crossover means something more to them. So what do you think financially box office wise? <laughs> um, I think that uh, essentially like all of these films are going to keep making money, right? So Legendary is not going to, if they don't make money, they're going to stop doing them, right? So Ooh. they've got to keep, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's true. Yeah. I hate to say it, but Hollywood is a, it's business. all about making money in the business of movie making. So, and these are not art films, these are tentpole, big budget, get the butts in the seats films. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, like, they're gonna do well because they are these simple films, you know? If, if they get a, a bad combo behind the scenes of like director, screenwriter, cast, whatever, that could tank the movie. That could tank a movie like Godzilla 2 or King of the Monsters or whatever they're gonna call it. But, uh, I think, you know, with the steam engine that Legendary is putting behind this monster verse, I don't think that we're in danger of losing the third film from like a failure of the second film. Anyway, so yeah, I think I think uh, I think we're in good shape as far as seeing the movies. Yeah, yeah. So. I just would, would want to concur with that because when you're thinking about like as movie uh, as studios are definitely like I want to grab the best next franchise. I want to be able to compete with Marvel and DC and, and have all, all of that. Like having the I don't think it will be too bad in terms of the box office numbers. And yeah, I think thinking about uh, what Kyle said about having it is essentially just a business. I want like creative folks making this movie to be paid. That is true. That is true. So, because I, you know, we were saying we have friends. We have a. It was my fault that the projector is not aligned. So I will link Mark, uh, Mark's trailer up there, but it's for the audience for the people to see. Yeah, so, but you know, in conclusion, I have friends who were saying they never saw a McGregor Mayweather fight separately, but they watched last night because it's about financially making money. So, thank you everybody for coming for kind of like a little impromptu panel for the Kaiju King podcast. So, thank you so much.
King Kong battles the serpent of Mondo Island. himself against the nation's armament and plunges a beautiful girl into a world of terror. King Kong in a duel to the death. Welcome to Monster Palooza 2016. Here we are at the Pasadena Convention Center. Jessica from the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. And so we talk about King Kong versus Godzilla all the time. And I'm really excited to actually have Linda Miller here with us. She was in King Kong Escapes. So when you were casted, did you know that you were going to be part of like Monster Legacy? No, I had no idea. Um, when I met with Arthur Rankin, when he first contacted me, uh, I didn't really know too much about what the movie was going to be about. Um, he just said he wanted me in it, so I said okay. And then when I got the script, um, I had never really watched any Godzilla movies or anything like yeah. that. So it was it was a big surprise to me. All of this is a big surprise to me. Yeah. So yeah. What was one of your favorite memories working on King Kong Escapes? Um, one of my favorite is when I'm in King Kong's hand, you know, the special mm -hmm. effects oh. and, and the blue background and uh, sitting on his hand and, you know, them lifting me up in the air. And I'm afraid of heights. So, okay. <laughs> okay. So he's lifting me up in the air and uh, just that whole feeling of being afraid of heights. And I thought, oh, good, this will help because I'm supposed to be afraid right now. You know, so it was that whole experience with the blue background. Yeah, so. Yeah. Do you ever see any, I mean, there was a King Kong film that came out with Peter Jackson a couple years ago. There's another one coming out. Do you ever watch them and view them and be like, I'm actually part of that legacy or part of that whole series? Because he's one of the most famous monsters and creatures out there, and you were actually part of it and in front of the screen. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, when the one with Jessica Lange came out, I remember going to the movie theater to actually watch it. And uh, I had that feeling, I went, wow. And then when they kept remaking King Kong, each time I kept the realization that I was part of some kind of a legacy, um, it happened, you know. So, If you could write a role for yourself in a future legendary Warner Brothers King Kong film, what role would you want to give yourself? That is really funny you mention that because I have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I never would admit it before now, but I okay. have thought about that. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously I wouldn't play the young ingenue, but... Um, I thought maybe something like the mother of the young ingenue and sharing my experience with her or something like, something crazy like that. That would be, yeah. that would be amazing. So um, I just want to know, how is your Monster Palooza kind of convention going so far? Because you guys are right here out in the open where all the people are walking. It's been amazing, especially sitting next to Nakajima-san because everybody's crazy for Godzilla. And interesting, a lot of people don't know that he also was King Kong. 
you know. So uh, it's been great. I used to live in Pasadena many, many years ago. So it's like coming home. Um, although Pasadena has changed quite a bit. Yeah. And the re- what I'm amazed, this is my fourth convention, what I'm amazed is the reception of the fans, you yeah. know. Especially you have these middle-aged guys come up and say, oh, when I was eight years old, you were my first crush, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very endearing, and, and, and I really appreciate it quite a bit. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking thank the you. time to speak with us. And thank you again for Tokusatsu Network for filming this. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wasn't that awesome? So, uh, a little business to attend to. Uh, we have uh, one more episode for the month of September uh, coming up. Uh, Jessica, Mark, and I will be together to record that. We have something lined up, and you'll hear it when you hear it. That should be out by the end of the month. The month of September also happens to be the anniversary month of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. It's when Jessica and I sat down for the first time and did our first episode. So, um, because of scheduling, we weren't able to do a proper anniversary episode in the middle of this month like I wanted to. But, at the end of the month, at the, on the 30th of September, which I believe is a Saturday, uh, we will be doing our very first live episode. Uh, I'm still working on the little ins and outs of it, but Mark, Jessica, and I will be getting together. We'll be doing a live episode online. I believe it'll either be through Facebook or YouTube, um, maybe something else. I'm still working on that that end. But uh, I'll, we, we should have something where at least you guys can come in, watch, interact a little bit. I'm hoping that... Um, you know, to, to get something kind of cool, we can all uh, get together. Maybe a few prizes and and some other good things to give, uh, to give out. It's our fourth anniversary. We've been around for four years. Holy mackerel, that's awesome! Uh, thank you to everybody who has been listening. Um, so yeah, so tune in for that. More information will be up on both our Twitter and Facebook page by next week when we kind of get everything coalesced together. So in the interim, that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. For myself, Mark, Jessica, Paula, and Kyle, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.